Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Pagan's Witchy Corner. My name is Pagan. I hope you all had a wonderful week last week. I took the week off and did some cool stuff. I did a seance on Saturday, which we'll talk about in just a minute. And then on Sunday, we celebrated my son's birthday and had a nice bonfire and did all that cool stuff with the family. And I still cannot believe my son is 17. Y'all, I don't know where the time went. I, I feel officially old. He, he's, he's all grown ups. Well, almost, but it's, it's just crazy. And he's going to be a senior in high school and I can't believe it. It seems like just yesterday, the boy was still in his room playing with Power Rangers. But anyway, I digress. That was, you know, some nice nostalgia there for you. <laughs> um, but let's talk about the seance, y'all. Let's say like, the seance. Uh, so for those of you who listened to Chaos and Shadow, another Revelator show, uh, Kyle and I decided that we wanted to try to do a virtual seance. We also have an ESP group over there on the Gilded server. So if you haven't checked that out, head over to revelatornetwork.com. There's all sorts of information about it, or you can go to the Gilded address that will be in the show notes. I don't remember the actual link address off the top of my head. So (laughs) Kyle's much better at that than I am, which is okay. But the seance was so much fun. It was it's been a long time since I've done one and Kyle and I didn't really know how well it was going to work because, you know, he's in Utah and I'm in Tennessee. So we're like, how is this supposed to work? How are we going to do this? We did it completely virtually through the Gilded server. We had a nice little group there with us doing it. And Kyle did the Estes method for it. Um, And for those of you who don't know what the Estes method is, it's where you have a spirit box and you've got noise canceling headphones plugged into it and you wear those and you're blindfolded so you cannot hear the questions that are being asked so it will not um, influence your what you're hearing through the spirit box which is super cool and personally my favorite way to work with the spirit box I don't necessarily mind listening to a spirit box but after a while because of the way that my wonderful ADHD brain works it's it gets a little chaotic and a little hard for me to hear and eventually I zone out and it just doesn't work for me. So after that, we caught some super cool stuff. We we talked to a lot of spirits. We talked to some potential extraterrestrials, which if you know from listening to Cast and Shadow, I'm a firm believer in. So it was super cool. It was a lot of fun. We are going to do another one. So if that's your jam and you want to join us for that, on June 12th at 6 p.m. Eastern Time in the Gilded server, you will have to go join the Gilded. You'll have to click apply, which it's very simple. You just asked a couple of questions like, what's your favorite podcast? And you'll answer 
you know, Pagan's Witchy Corner, Chaos and Shadow, <laughs> whichever uh, Revelator show is your favorite. If we're your favorite, hopefully we are. And then you'll be let into the Gilded server. And I believe there's a couple of other questions like how, what brought you here and so on, but I'm not 100% on that. So just answer the questions to your best of ability. We pretty much do not uh deny anybody unless you're into some pretty sketchy stuff like fascism and you don't support uh human rights such as lgbtqia rights trans rights all that good stuff if you don't support that then this probably isn't the show for you and none of the revelator shows are probably for you either so anyway, again, I digress, but it was super cool. I hope you join us again. That's June 12th at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So come join us. It'll be a lot of fun. We don't know what we're going to connect with, but we're going to try to, you know, just repeat it and see if we get the same kind of stuff or if we get new stuff. So it'll be cool. It'll be a lot of fun. But for today's show, I kind of want to talk a little bit about some stuff I've been seeing all over the Internet. Bless the internet. <laughs> Bless the internet. But, but we'll just go with that. So I am a firm lover of witchy aesthetics. I love them. I think they're beautiful. They're fun to look at. I'm not talented enough in my own practices to do them, which <laughs> I'm much more of a practical altar person. But I have seen so many posts and so many videos of people in the witchy community who have had these beautiful but extremely dangerous aesthetic candles and they want to use them as deity candles or certain spell candles and y'all when I say that these are gorgeous they are absolutely gorgeous but they are completely 100% a fire hazard. And I'm not talking about, oh, you just light the flame of the candle and it's fire hazard. No, 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 no. These are going to have a flame that's like three inches wide and six inches tall fire hazard. <laughs> They're terrible in that regard. And dangerous. And some of these witches that I have seen are saying that their spell candles are exploding. They're the ones that are in the jars are also exploding and sending glass flying all over their room and their altar. Okay, if your candle is sending out projectiles, that's dangerous. We can't do that. So I want to talk a little bit about that, but I mostly want to talk about some practical ways where we can practice safe and efficient candle magic. So if you're new to witchcraft, I'm going to give you probably the best advice in the whole wide world. Your magic is powerful even when it's simple. Simple spells, simple candles, simply dressed candles, simply you don't need all the tools. You don't need anything except your will, your intent, and you to be there because the magic comes from you. So your candle does not need to be dressed with 5,000 herbs, 10,000 gemstones, and... <laughs> Uh, enough oil to basically keep it lit for a year straight. That's not what we're after when it comes to spell candles. So I want to talk about some safe ways we can dress our candles without getting into the danger zone of making it to where it becomes a fire hazard 
or it becomes unsafe for us to use. Now, if you're somebody who loves those beautiful aesthetic candles, by all means, please go buy them. Just don't burn them unless you're going to scrape all of the junk on them off. And I say junk kind of in a playful way, but I say junk because there's too much on them. And that's where your fire hazard becomes. So a perfect example, I saw a, a tweet on Twitter the other day and, oh, y'all, this candle was gorgeous. Aesthetically, it was fucking gorgeous. It was probably one of the most beautiful aesthetic candles I've ever seen. Would I love to own it? Absolutely. Would I burn it? Absolutely not absolutely not not unless i was going to take the time to use my knife and scrape everything off the top of this candle so what was on the top of this candle was <laughs> full rose petals we're not talking like ground up rose petals we're talking full rose petals full flowers that i believe are jasmine uh complete with rose buds and there was also thistle, dried thistle tops. I don't, I, um, like the palms or whatever they're called. I don't know officially what they're called because I don't use them because I'm highly allergic to them. So, uh, but yeah, the, the entire dried ones. Now, if anybody's ever been out the, in the woods or tried to light a campfire and you grab some of those or ever seen a wildfire, they go up so quick in a fire it doesn't take anything at all because they have all these nice little spines that come out and oh man they, they just i saw this candle and the first thing i thought and i'm like that's a candle to light your house on fire that that was the first thing i thought and then i was like secondly it's gorgeous so if you're not going to burn them and you just want them as a decorative devotional piece to your deity that is a hundred percent acceptable and awesome. If you would like to still buy it and scrape everything off and burn it, that is also a hundred percent acceptable, but please don't burn it with full flowers and stuff on them because, oh my goodness, y'all, it, it, it's dangerous at that point. It's really, really dangerous. So let's talk a little bit about the types of candles. There's different types of candles that you can use for magic. And they go from taper to pillar to votive to dual color. And there's also vigil candles and tea lights. So these types of candles, it doesn't matter what you're trying to do. All of them pretty much work. The only ones I would say that you have to kind of be a little more curious about, depending on what you're trying to do, are the two colored candles. That's the one where on the first half, the top half is one color and the bottom half is a different color. Great candles for specific workings. So if you're going to use, let's say, a tea light. Tea lights are perfect for somebody who only has a few hours to work a spell and doesn't like to really, hmm, what's the word? To have a really big candle on an altar space, or you have a small altar space, and you only need something really small. Tea lights are perfect for that. Also, tea lights are perfect for any magical working because they are versatile and they burn quick. They are very versatile and they burn quick, and I love them for that. 
Now, if you're somebody like me, I have ADHD, I get distracted, and I sometimes will need a spell to work really quickly, like within five hours. I need to get it done and over with and have that candle burn out because that's the amount of time I can devote to something without it. If I need to do something over several days, I will use several tea lights. But tea lights are one of my favorite things to do because of the fact that they're small, they burn quick, and they're, to, in my opinion, a lot safer. You can still catch your house on fire with a tea light, but they are a lot safer than some of the other candles because they don't require as much, I guess, prep work is the appropriate term. You should always have your fire safe containers. You should always have something available to put out the flames. So make sure that if you have a fire extinguisher or you know, water, whatever it may be, have something available because that is part of fire safety. So fire safety with magic is a number one rule, always number one. Make sure that you don't have something that can be caught on fire near your candles. You'd be surprised how many people skip that step, y'all. Let's not skip it. Let's make sure that we're on top of it. So the next one I would say that is a lot of fun to work, especially if you're going to be dressing your candles, are tapers. Tapers are great. They are really great for dressing. And we're going to talk about some easy ways to dress all these different types of candles and some safe ways to do that. Again, remember what I told you guys. Just because it's small and simple doesn't mean it's not powerful. Okay? So, now... I 100% recommend a book. It's called The Book of Candle Magic by Madame Pemita. And I am so sorry if I butcher that name because I'm terrible at names. I butcher all of them and I apologize. But her book is probably the most expansive book I have found on candle magic. On just candle magic, nothing else. Like it, it talks about candles and how to work them, how to dress them how to take care of them, fire safety, the whole nine yards. This is where I would say if you are new to working with candle magic, buy her book, read her book, learn. It's always a good idea. Check it out. It's a great book. Now, when you're dressing your candles, and let's start with tea lights. Tea lights are very easy to work with. Like I said, I they are probably one of my primary candles. I will buy packages of like a hundred of them. And I use them for everything because they're super versatile. Now, I do have them in multiple colors. I usually keep them in black, red, and white. But you can buy them in pretty much any color if you go look for them. Now, white is your universal candle. Just like clear quartz is your universal stone. White can be substituted for anything. So if you need a green candle but you don't have one, use a white one. If you need a yellow one use a white one. So that's wonderful in that regard. Now, when you're dressing a tea light, let's talk a little bit about herbs and let's talk a little bit about oils. When you dress a candle, usually you want to use some oil. And I 100% would recommend if you're going to use like a carrier oil, make sure it's organic if you can find it. Because a lot of times the non-organic ones will have fillers in them and sometimes they're very flammable. So always check your oils. Now, my favorite oil to use for dressing candles is olive oil. 
it's readily available and you can pretty much find it in your organic in any store and it's not going to cost you a lot of money. It might cost you like five bucks for a decent sized bottle, but other than that, it's not terrible. And it's easy to do. You can have a bottle of it or you can even buy a big bottle to keep in your kitchen and just pour some in a bottle to keep near your altar for whatever you need to do. That's really simplistic and it's very easy. Now, if you are somebody who does not like olive oil or you are allergic to it, jojoba oil is also another good one. Uh, sweet almond oil is also good. And so is, oh, it escapes me, y'all. Uh, <laughs> uh, apricot seed oil. That's another one. Grapeseed oil works too, but I think it does have a higher flame, uh, flame points. So beware that's, you know, how much you're using, it might actually catch on fire. So those ones are the ones that are highly recommended. So go ahead and check those out. If you're going to be dressing candles with herbs, anything, have a bottle of that around. Whatever one you choose, that's the one you need to have. Please don't use something like canola oil. Please don't use something that has really high smoke points that when it comes or can catch on fire when it comes into contact with fire. Be safe with that. Make sure you guys are checking it out. So now you have your herbs. Oh, hold on. I forgot one thing. Let's go back to oils for two seconds. Sorry about that. I was looking at my notes and skipped ahead. When it comes to oils as well, so another great way to actually kind of combine your herbs and combine your oils is essential oils. Now, your essential oils should always be 100% pure therapeutic grade. And you can buy them from some of the big name companies. But my personal favorite company is a company called Revive. Their oils are very affordable. This is not a sales pitch, by the way. This is just my recommendation again. And Revive has wonderful oils that are 100% pure therapeutic grade. That's a mouthful, y'all. <laughs> and uh, they are very much on the low end of the scale where they're when I say low end of the scale they that's the price scale you're not gonna pay basically a hundred bucks a bottle for frankincense you'll pay 30 now if you're like me and you're a big essential oil person and you hear that go to revive it's uh revive I I, I want to say revive.eo.com or something uh, I'll put it in the show notes because I again I don't remember websites off the top of my head very well so definitely go check them out if you want essential oils because they're super cheap and affordable and they're great. I use, I have bottles of them everywhere, everywhere. So when you're dressing your candles, um, also make sure that the bottle doesn't say flammable on it because some essential oils are flammable. Make sure you're checking that. If they do say flammable, dilute it with your olive oil or almond oil or jojoba oil, whichever one you chose. You can just dilute those and it will be awesome. So now that we've gotten through oils, let's talk about herbs. When you're using herbs for candle magic, I am a firm believer in grinding up your herbs. You can use a like coffee grinder. You can use, I believe they actually have herb grinders, but I'm not 100% on that because I don't own one. <laughs> um, and they mortar and pestles. Mortar and pestles are fantastic. And so I 100% recommend grinding up your herbs 
till the point that they're very small and almost a powder. Now, the reason for this is the smaller the herb, the less likely it is to catch and make a big flame. The bigger your stuff is, the more likely it is to make a big flame. We don't want the big flames. We want the small flames because they're the safer ones. So now that we've talked about that, if you have something that is not grinding up in your mortar and pestle or your coffee grinder, whatever it may be, I 100% am a firm believer in sewing scissors, the little ones, because those ones are great for chopping up or cutting up your herbs into small, manageable, fire-safe pieces. So if your mortar and pestle is not working, that's okay. Pick out those big chunks, cut them up yourself. It does take a little bit of time, but again, this is something that is for your safety. Don't skip the steps and just put something big on your candles that will catch fire, please. It's not good for you. It's not good for your house. It's not good for your altar. And if you're putting it in something with glass and it has a really big flame, that glass can crack and potentially shatter. Yeah, it can happen. <laughs> so when you're dressing your oils, or I'm sorry, dressing your candles, uh, the one thing that I would say, especially let's go back to the tea light, the tea light is a really versatile candle and they're easy to dress. So one way that you can dress this, and I saw this the other day and it was super cool and I went and immediately tried it. Sometimes it works really well. Sometimes it doesn't. If it doesn't, we're going to talk about how to dress your candle safely without doing this method. So you take your knife and you're going to run it around the inside of your tea light right up against the metal and separate the candle from the metal. And then you're gonna just pop it out, pull the whole candle out, and you're gonna have your nice little metal piece that the metal holder that the candles come in. So you can take some of your ground up herbs and a drop of your oil. Now we're talking like your essential oils or uh, even your herb infused oils, and you just put it right in the bottom of that metal container. And when I say a small amount of oils, I'm talking a very small pinch, you guys. You don't need a whole lot. The more, just because you think you're like, oh, hey, if I add a bunch of this, my spell's going to work better. Not really. What makes your spell work is you. The herbs are a tool. Yes, they have magical properties, but it is your will and intent that is what's making those magical properties come to life. And just because you add more does not mean it's going to work better. Adding more means fire danger. So then you take your candle that you popped out and you put it right back on top of that. So when it burns, everything as the wax comes down, it's coated and it's going to be a lot safer. So if it does burn, it's going to burn out very quickly or very small and it's not going to do anything to actually harm you. Again, you should always pay attention to your candles and make sure that you're being safe with them. Please do not leave your candles unattended ever. Do not go to sleep with your candles lit. It's not good for you because you don't know what's going to happen. Something could, you could have an earthquake tremor and it could knock your candles over and then boom, your house is on fire. You could have your dog or your cat come over and knock it over. That's something that does happen as well. So just be very safe and pay attention to what's going on with your candles. Even if you're in the same room with them, keep an eye on them. Just look back and make sure everything's good. That's all you need to do. So let's say that your tea light is refusing to come out of that little metal shell. Okay, 
that happens. That did happen with one of them. Um, in fact, my tea light just kind of cracked and crumbled. So sometimes that happens depending on the grade of like how quality your tea lights are. Sometimes if you buy the cheaper stuff, sometimes it happens. Um, sometimes it won't work. So that being said, here's another way you can dress your tea lights without worrying if they're going to crack and all that good stuff. So you're going to take a little bit of your carrier oil on your finger and you're going to run around the rim and you're going to take again a teeny tiny pinch of your herb mixture and just sprinkle it around the top of that. Done. That's it. That's all you're going to do. Now, if you're somebody that's very concerned about fire danger and you don't want to sprinkle any herbs on your candle, that's okay too. You can sprinkle it around the dish at the bottom. You can sprinkle it around your altar. It will still have the same effect. The exact same effect. Or if you'd like, you can take your herb mixture, as long as it's safe to burn, because some herbs you shouldn't burn because they can cause hallucinatory things. So beware of that. Um, always look up your properties of your herbs and make sure they're safe for burning. You can always take your herb mixture and put it on a charcoal disc in a fire safe container. Again, <laughs> I'm going to hit home the safety because again, the, the whole reason for this episode is there's so many practitioners out there that are having this issue. They're having this problem of not being safe with their stuff. So I feel like we need to talk about it. So make sure that you actually use a fire safe container and just put it on a charcoal disc. Any of your other candles, you can literally just rub them down in oil, roll them in some of the herbs or even sprinkle some of the herbs and just kind of press them on there. Your candle is dressed that way. That works really great for tapers and pillars. Now, if you have a vigil candle that you would like to dress, the one thing that I would recommend doing in Madame... Uh, Pamita also recommends this in her book, is get a knitting needle and push it down in the top of that candle. You can go as far as you'd like. If you want to go all the way to the bottom, that's cool. Drip some of your oils down in there. And you can also smush a little bit of your herb mixture down in there as well. If there's any wax that has kind of accumulated, like, you know, bunched up around it, just push it back in the hole. That's it. This works beautifully for those candles. And you don't really have to worry, again, too much about your fire safety. Your fire safety should always be in your mind when you're burning a candle. But it is okay to, you know, do this. It's okay to dress your candles. Again, it doesn't have to be a lot. And that's one of those things where I think that we're getting our aesthetics and our practice confused. And nobody is saying that that's making these aesthetic candles that these candles may not be safe to burn. So I 100% want to make sure that you guys, when you're practicing, you are being safe. You're taking care of yourself and your altars and your space because I don't want you guys to catch your candles on fire or catch your candles, catch yourselves on fire, catch your altars or your home or anything else on fire because of the fact that you maybe have bought a candle that was not safe to burn. Again, if you would like to buy those beautiful aesthetic candles, please do. They're gorgeous. I love seeing them on people's altars. But most of the time, people don't burn them. Or they shouldn't. Use them as a devotional item, which is perfectly fine. I have a gorgeous aesthetic candle that sits on one of my altars that is about eight years old. And I've never burned it. 
because it has so much stuff on it that it is not safe for burning. It actually has tons of crystals in it. And I'm kind of afraid of those crystals getting hit with the fire and cracking or shattering. And that's just something I don't want to deal with. So please be safe with your candles, y'all. And if you'd like to know more about how to work safely with candles, read the book. Read the book of Candle Magic because it has so much cool information and it's got some wonderful ways to dress your candles, learn about your candles. It tells you about color mat, uh, the color magic with candles, uh, how to actually inscribe your candles. Just be safe, guys, because the biggest thing is we as practitioners, we're trying to better our worlds and honor our deities and do all of the really awesome magic that we do, but it shouldn't come at the cost of worrying about burning our house down. So use your protections in your psychic work, use your protections in the physical world, making sure that your stuff is safe and enjoy your practice. And again, if you want to use those aesthetic candles, just scrape the stuff off. You can still use it. It's still going to have all the same cool stuff that's in it, but just scrape this top layer off that's super flammable. That's all you got to do. And you can sprinkle it around or you can burn it on a... Uh, oh, charcoal disc. Sorry, the, the word left my brain. But it's still going to be just as powerful because it's coming from you. You don't need a million things charged into your candles to make them powerful. All you need it really is you and your intent and your will. Because the magic comes from there. Again, these are things that are tools. They do have magical properties, yes. But those magical properties are activated by you. So... Be safe, everybody. Take care of yourselves. Take care of your altars. And if you have any questions about this, or if you really are unsure how to do it, let me know. I would be happy to make a video to show you guys how I do it. And I would love to see some of the ways that you guys do it as well. But again, just be safe, please. <laughs> I don't want to see any more videos of people catching their altars on fire or hearing that candles exploded. Because I, to the point that it, it was so interesting to see how many people have said, my deities hate me because my candle exploded. And then people have asked how much stuff was in them. And they immediately were like, oh, well, I had this and this and this. And I had full rose petals and I had all of this other stuff. And they're like, well, that's why your candle exploded. It had too much fire starter and essentially fire starter in your candle. And the flame got too tall and too hot and the glass exploded. It happens. I can tell you it happens because I accidentally turned on the wrong eye once on my stove with a Pyrex baking dish, which can withstand 500 degrees of heat. But if you put it on a eye that is turned on high, it will still shatter. It shattered all over my kitchen. So... Lots of heat to something that's glass can make it shatter. So let's just be safe, guys. That's my biggest message for you. And it was, it's so funny seeing it. Like I said, I have seen so many people do this, but I 100% had to talk about it because I feel like not many people are talking about it. Aesthetics are awesome. You should totally use them if you'd like to, but make sure when you're using your practical aspects of your magic, like you're burning something, you're being safe. That's all I'm asking.
That's all I'm saying. Please do it. So anyway, that's enough of me begging you guys to be safe. <laughs> um, I hope you guys have a wonderful week. I hope you'll join us for the seance on the 12th. It's going to be lots of fun. Uh, we're going to try some more Estes Method stuff. We're going to try different um, tarot cards and pendulums and all sorts of stuff to communicate and see what we can do. So all you, you don't really need anything. You can just show up and hang out with us and it'll be a good time. And again, that's going to be in the Gilded server. There's going to be a link in the show description. I hope that you'll join us for it. And you guys have a great week. I hope you have a wonderful week. And I hope that you have lots of fun. And oh, I almost did it again. I almost did it again. Oh, you guys, I completely almost forgot. Okay, so next week's episode is going to be super awesome. It's going to be something different than I've done on this show, but it if you listen to Chaos and Shadow, you will know of Katie Webb. She's been on the show lots of times. She's wonderful. She has so much knowledge. Oh my goodness. And she's going to be joining us next week. And we're going to be talking about all sorts of cool stuff about altars and working with deities and communing with divine and about mental, uh, mental health and witchcraft. Sorry, my brain jumbled up the words there. And we're going to talk about all sorts of really cool stuff. She is an amazing human. I hope that you guys will join us next week. Uh, we're going to probably have at least 30 minutes to an hour episode, so it will be longer than most of the episodes. But I hope you guys will join it, join us and enjoy it. And it will be a really good time. So I'm going to get out of here because I'm jumping all over my words. And I hope you guys have a great week and I'll talk to you all soon. Bye, everybody. Did you know that Pagan's Witchy Corner is part of the Revelator Podcast Network? This is the same network that brought you the other podcast I am a co-host on, Chaos and Shadow. You can find other amazing podcasts from my co-host Kyle, who is also on Chaos and Shadow, such as Kyle's Communist Book Club, the Stellaris Emergency Broadcast, and the Valheim Bulletin. While you're over there, check out our news section. This is where you'll find all the blog posts to go with all of my shows, as well as other awesome articles. Have you also become a member of the RPN yet? If not, you should totally come join us now. When you become a member of the RPN, you will help keep our network thriving, as well as getting amazing perks including bonus audio from some of our shows like Chaos and Shadow, early access to some of our articles, one free Reiki session by me, or a free tarot reading from Kyle or myself, and so much more. So come check out the network today. There'll be a link in the description below. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see y'all next week.